It's the CMXU Rider Rundown, brought to you by Calismoto and Bristol Coachworks, with your host, Ryan Gauld. Everybody, it's time for the rider check-in. I'm a little delayed this week. Don't give me crap, okay? I'm enjoying some time away from the track with my kids and my wife and my family. I played golf today, but I wanted to make sure that I got time in here for our rider check-in. This is going to be a good one. I had this rider last weekend had a great uh, race at um, Sandalee and has had a couple other times before that as well. Some good motos are there to kind of keep an eye. And I want to give a shout-out to Bristol Coachworks at Bristol Coachworks on Instagram and YouTube and callousmoto.com is going to be bringing you this podcast. Use the code CMXU at checkout to save 20% on your goods. Uh, The man that I'm going to check in with this week is part of the Manluck Rock River Yamaha Fox Canada team, Zach Ufumzef. Now, I've said that name for many years now because you got amateur podiums at Walden. Am I still saying it right? Ufumzef? Uh, euphemism. Gotta get rid of the ooh. I got it. <laughs> I sound too Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's okay. It's euphemism, not euphemism. Okay. There we go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Zach. First off, thanks for giving me your time, buddy. I appreciate it. I know you're uh, getting ready to hit the road to start heading to uh, to Riverglade. Um, first and foremost, uh, how are you doing? How are things? And again, thanks for the time. Yeah. Thanks for having on for having me on. I'm excited and. Um, yeah, we're doing good. We're hanging in there. Just, uh, like you said, waiting to make the big drive out to Far East Coast. Okay, let's get into, uh, well, the, I want. I almost wanted to do after Gopher, because you had a really good Gopher, and when, I've, when I had Quinn Amiot doing TV with me, he said that you were shit in the sand. He said that on television. Did you listen to that? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't rewatched it. But, yeah, <laughs> you said, yeah, you and poor T Parrot, you guys got no sand out there, so sand was in, but you had a, a solid gopher um, as well. But this weekend here, you went seven fourteen. Uh, the seventh and the first moto was uber impressive because uh, you're right in the thick of it with the main guys all battling, right in good lap times and everything. Um, just give me your, uh, but let's not talk about this weekend right now. I want to talk about the season thus far and sort of how you're feeling. Uh, because uh, you've been putting work in, right? You went to uh, Kevin Windham's uh, this past year doing your training and stuff, and I, I, it looks like it's paying off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we put in a lot of work in this off season, uh, trying to come in as, as prepared as we could, and I feel like we did a good job at that. I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with my season. Riding-wise, just re- results haven't been showing. I mean, it's kind of been just like tough luck or little mistakes over and over that just don't show um which it can be frustrating like even sandalee like a 714 it's like it's a good first moto it's just the second moto we got to clean some things up and that's kind of how it's been even through kamloops and calgary like i was right in the thick of things just i mean kamloops and calgary was last lap incidents that just threw me off and that results show a 15th so yeah, I mean, the writing's there. It's just we got to put it together. Um, 
Is it is it uh, your own mistakes? Is it bike things? Are you just kind of overriding? Like um, I have to be. I'm a little stupid here. The 14th. I honestly, when I looked it up, when I was thinking of doing this, I'm like, man, I thought because you were like 10th at one point in the second moto, and then you went back to 14th. So is it just like late moto crashes? Is it your own mistakes? Like what is it about the sort of second motos that are kind of or the 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 one bad one good moto? What is it that's kind of biting you? Um, honestly, a little bit of everything. Um, like, so cam loops was just my own mistake, a little crash. And, um, that's kind of what it's been. Just my own little mistake, little crashes. I mean, they're, they're nothing major, but by the time you get up and get going again, it's, I mean, there's so many good riders right now that five or six guys go by you. So, I mean, second moto in Kamloops, we did have a little bit of a bike issue. I got a DNF, so that kind of threw off some points. But Calgary, again, same thing last lap. I mean, with the rain, I just I ended up throwing my goggles, and I just couldn't see. Ended up tucking the front and going off the berm. It was, like, kind of in this ditch, so it was hard to get out of there. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of both. I mean, we just got to clean some things up. Second moto at Sandalee was just a... Uh, a mistake trying to make a pass and so yeah like you said I was like I think 10 and I dropped back and I crashed I lost my front brake so that made it difficult I ended up going down again I was 19 at one point I think so it's just gotta limit those things so that I'm not coming from the back every single moto uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you, like that was one thing I was thinking about when you were talking. Like, there's no, you make a mistake, you lose five spots, right? It's not like you guys have 10, 12 second gaps between each other. Like, there's seven of you guys battling from seventh to fifteenth, kind of thing. Like, it's crazy how that works in the two fifty class. Um, I'll yeah, take a, exactly. take a quick step back to your amateur career. Just give me the Coles notes. Um, how you got into the sport? Um, you know, I know you had some good motos as an amateur there. Obviously, like I said, I've interviewed you a few times on the podium butchering your name every year apparently um <laughs> but i mean and then of course you you got the cover uh, or no were you on the bib or the cover of the walton trans uh, it was the cover the cover the yeah rick johnson award. yes that's what rick it was johnson. yes that's right the rick johnson award um so just kind of yeah give me the calls and notes of the amateurs how you kind of got into the sport to kind of put you where you are today yeah so i mean my dad was a racer and uh he actually raced walton Oh, wow. Growing up, so, yeah, so he just, he threw me on a bike when I was, like, two, started riding. Wait a minute, wait, uh, now i got to stop you. Wait, how old's your dad? My dad is 53. So when did he go to, when did he go to Walton? He was at Walton 1999. No way. What class was he riding? Intermediate class. So he raced the the three days or the two days on the final day. Um, he was married uh, to my mom, and she tells him right in the morning. She's like, "We got to go to the hospital right now." And they ended up having my sister on the final day of Walton. No way! I don't think I've ever heard that. That's insane! Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. So. So every, every year that we're there, my sister is always mad because we're gone. And she's like, that's always my birthday weekend. <laughs> and uh, the last couple of times she's been able to make it out, which is awesome. Wow, that's crazy. Intermediate there. He was uh, against Dusty Clatt. Dusty Cloud, I think, in uh, 1999, won the. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, he would have. He won open intermediate and or 125 intermediate, and Ian Hayden won the other ones. 
this is my stupid knowledge coming wow. right now. I would have been there. I was racing yeah. pro at the time, but um, that's hilarious. Okay, now back into your story. So he was a racer, kind of got you into it. That, I didn't. I wish I had known that before. I, I would love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit your dad up this weekend and ask about that. That's an amazing story. But um, so that's cool that he yeah. got you into it. And uh, yeah, tell me the rest of it. How you got racing? So yeah, so he got. I mean, I got my, my brother and a sister. So he got all of us on bikes right when we were young, and uh, we would ride around for fun. Um, not taking anything serious. I think I, I got into my first race when I was seven. Uh, actually, it was at Camloops in the 50 class. I think I won it. And um, so, yeah, I had gone through other sports through school and whatnot and then kind of realized that I liked moto the best. So I just kept going with it, but nothing serious, just for fun. And it wasn't until about probably 2018 when I realized that, you know, we were getting pretty pretty competitive on super minis and i ended up qualifying for super mini one and two that year at loretta's and then after that went to straight out it was like a week after we went straight to walton and that was my best finish i had at walton in super mini class i got second so yeah so i mean then we're like okay you know we're gonna start taking it pretty serious but i was still in I finished all my schooling, so, you know, never went to a training camp or or got homeschooled or anything like that, but just kept going to Walton every year after that, uh, 1.5, intermediate, and then it was 2020, I think, was my intermediate year, yeah. like my last intermediate year, or 2021, I, I can't remember, 2021, I think, and yeah, so we went in there. Ended up getting third and winning the Rick Joseph Award, which was super cool being on the cover the next year. So Yeah. So, yeah. There it is. That puts you to present day now. And um, so the that started to take it serious thing that came kind of towards the end of high school by the sounds of it? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, during like my 85 days, I, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't that good until... <laughs> <laughs> the end of super mini like i was just i was good locally like okay but nothing special you know and then it wasn't until closer to the end of super minis where i'm like okay we're winning things and, and we're going to the states and we're doing well there and, and it's all kind of coming together which would have been yeah closer to the end of high school and, and it was just a weekend thing too like I, I would try and ride once a week at our local track which was not very great, but, and then, you know, the full weekend warrior effect. What, uh, what was the moment for you when you realized that, okay, you know what? I really, I like this sport instead of, you know, like you said, you were in school sports, you know, soccer, basketball, baseball, whatever it would have been. What was the moment that you're like, you know what? I'm going to, I enjoy watching it. I want to study it. I want to be a part of it. Um, cause I have a similar kind of story. I did everything till I was 14 years old. And then I'm just like, fuck this team sport crap. I'm over it. Like I'm just, my dirt bike and me or my, that's my buddy, me and my dirt bike now. And then after 14 years old, I never yeah. really looked back. Um, what was it for you? I'm going to say like really similar to that, probably around 12 years old. Like I had done the school sports, hockey, soccer, uh, basketball, volleyball, everything that you could go into. And I was just sick of team sports. Like, I didn't like the fact of relying on other people. Like, I'm sitting on the sideline watching, wishing that I could, you know, fix it, <laughs> like, for the team. 
So whereas when I'm on my dirt bike, there's no one to blame but me, and it, and it's all up to me, and I really like that. So that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done with the other sports, and I'm focusing everything into moto. Yeah, 100%. Same thing. Yeah, great answer right there. You, I, you put the weight on your own shoulders, and then if there's something wrong, you know, it's up to you to fix it or whatever. You know, mom and dad are there, and the bike and exactly. stuff like that. Right? Yeah, there's a, a way better feeling with that. Um, moving into, uh, you know, current year now, obviously, like I said, you've had some ups and downs, some really good motos, seventh on the in the first moto on the weekend again. But I, I want to talk about this sand stuff. Um Again, the Albertans uh, or even BC guys never really been great at sand, but I feel like you've taken that into consideration into your program because this year, especially these last two weekends, you've belonged. Like you fit in. You're one of the guys that are a sand guy now. So when you go to the races, you're like, okay, hey, Zach's in there, man. He could be a five to seven, maybe an eight guy, and, and kind of like that. Is that something that you kind of focused on when you decided to do the nationals, or is that something that you just knew was going to have to come into play soon? Yeah, I mean, you just know, like, it's going to be there no matter what. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, we called Kamloops a sand track. Yeah. And, and that, that's nothing near sand over here. So, um, luckily, I was able to get a bit of practice in with Quinn before uh, before Gopher. He's got a gnarly sand track right near his house. Oh, I know Raglan, buddy. I've been born and raised at Raglan. I know Raglan. Yeah, Raglan. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any burnt cars and, and stuff there in there? Uh, not that we saw that, okay. time, but I'm sure somewhere there is. I'm sure Quinn knows. Yeah, yeah. We used to. There used to always be someone that took a car, they stole a car, and lit it on fire back in the day, and left it in the pit, and all this kind of shit like that. And that would become like a like a corner marker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so we spent some time there, and and just going into Gopher, like just realizing that hey, it might not be the best in stand, but we're just gonna. We're not going to force it, and we're just going to see how it plays out. And for me, that seemed to work the best because, I mean, you, it's really once you start overriding that stuff, it can drain you, first of all, and or it can cause you to crash or something real easy if I so. So, yeah, just not forcing it and kind of letting it come to me. And I, I was pretty happy with Gopher because um, recent years, like, it's just been – like it's a hard track like, oh, yeah. so unpredictable like <laughs> yeah it's brutal it'll bite so no to get away with like two pretty consistent motos there i was i was happy uh i'm gonna step back to your your training this winter um k-dub's place right is is kevin yeah. involved or is it more rob um trying, i can't think of his last name right now i know rob well and i can't burkhart. that's it rob burkhart yeah great guy um is k-dub involved in it or is it just kind of at his at his at his property like how does that all work and 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 how did you kind of get into there so um when was it i went down yeah, so last offseason actually was the first year so rob and kevin actually parted ways because before it was mostly Rob and Kevin would come out maybe like twice a week for the last bit of the day and say a couple of things and that was kind of it. But they parted ways um, this last off season and then it turned to be full, full Kevin. Like he was doing everything. He was our training coach. He was working out with us, riding. He would even ride with us some days. And yeah, so he was doing. He was covering all bases. So, do you know much about him? Do you know the history of Kevin Kevin Windham? Do you know, like, did you study his yeah. story at all? I mean, I watched him. You know, I I always watched him in Supercross, and 
I mean, he was one of the, he's a fan favorite. Everyone loves him, you know? Yeah. And to find out, like, because the first time I went down there, it was originally with Rob, but then he told us, hey, we're going, we're moving to Kevin Windham's house. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, it's insane. Like, such a cool opportunity. Like, I get to be at Kevin Windham's house. Like, it's nuts. So, you, uh, definitely. It, it looks like it's worked out well. Like like I said, you, you look a lot more comfortable, strong on the bike, confident, I think is a big thing with you this year. You look a lot more confident when I watch you uh, in more practice time, or, uh, like qualifying something. I'm watching around. I'm like, man, he, you look like you're you're more confident in the ability that you know you have within you. Yeah, so that's another thing we worked on a ton this offseason. Um, just – my whole racing career kind of I've lacked self-confidence and I mean that it can hurt you so much which I mean it has so this year we're like we really need to figure that out because once we figure that out everything else is going to fall into place so down there at Kevin's he had there's a man that grew up with Kevin um about lived about 20 minutes away he's worked for Kevin like helped him out in every aspect, like building houses, building fields, farms, everything, anything that Kevin would need, this guy would help out. His name was Zeke. And um, he was actually a huge part of my program. So he came in, he saw what he saw me when I was riding there, and he picked something up on me, he liked it. And so he started spending a lot of time with me. And he was super wise. Like, he had the answer for everything, and he's always helping me every single day just because he knows my confidence wasn't there. So we spent a ton of time working on it, and that has been huge for this year, a huge difference. Well, like I said, I'm an outsider looking in, you know, and I mean my, my job on for the television show is to try to adapt and learn things about others and, and watch, and I can't talk to everybody because I'm not everywhere. Plus, when I go to the races, my right. fucking kids, they take up all my goddamn time. I got too many kids. But, like, when I watch you now, I'm like, man, he just looks, you look assertive. Like, you look like you want to be a part of the, the conversation. And then uh, at times we have you on television, and that, at the end of the day, I'm like, man, that's a great moto. What a great ride. And, and so like that, and that's this little trend that you've kind of got going right now. Um, do, have you, do, do you have goals? I mean, obviously everybody wants to be a champion. You want to win things like that. But do you have goals – this year, moving forward, like, do you have a plan uh, when you when you go home at night and you tick things off your sort of goal boxes? Or are you are you are making headway in that? Do you have a plan right now as for your you know next few years of racing? I mean, yes and no. Like right now, I don't want to. Obviously, I have goals, but I'm not, and I'm focusing on them, but I'm not putting pressure on them. Like. Yeah. I just want to go out there and ride and, and let it come to me and get the results that I want and try and fix up these mistakes and I'll be where I know I want to be. As far as, like, the future, I mean, yeah, I want to race as long as I can and do as good as I can, but I'm just taking it step-by-step step kind of thing, like, focus in the moment, put in my work, and uh, try and do the best that I can. How old are you now? I'm 20. Okay. Um, as a racer, 
what do you give our series, our platform, our media outlets? Are we, I mean, again, it's easy to watch the American series. I don't know if you're a fan of MXGP, uh, those kinds of things, the World Supercross now, um, whether you watch them or follow them. Are, do you like what our series has? Do you enjoy the tracks, um, the the way things go? Like, uh, Are you enjoying the platform that you have right now to chase your dream? I do, yeah. I, I do like the tracks. I mean, East West Coast has some good tracks. Obviously, being from the West, it would be nice to have a couple more West Coast rounds. Um, and I do love all the East Coast rounds as well. I like what you guys are doing with the podcast and everything, trying to put out as much content as possible. Um, you don't got to toot our horn, eh? You don't, you don't got to pump us up. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Triple Crown, though. But the only thing I wish a little bit more for each weekend would be a, like a bit more advertising almost in that town or whatnot, just to bring more people out. Um, in my opinion, just as much as we can grow it, the better, because I mean, it's just going to make it better for everyone. You know what I mean? Do you know though, we are, as they say, we are a niche sport, right? It's very hard. Exactly. Like the, the passion that you have is something that, um, it's very hard to get someone new to get that type of passion. Um, you, you know, you get it from a young age and, and there's certain people like, look at on the weekend, uh, Saturday was hot as hell was beautiful weather. And then all of a sudden it fucking poured and, and then it was a hot muggy day and you got to wake up in the morning. Okay. Well, I got to do my goggles. I got to do this. And like, Oh, is grandma and grandpa going to be able to get in here? Like it's, it's not a simple thing, right? You're dealing with the weather and stuff like that. But, I agree. Yeah, I agree yeah, 100%, yeah. right? You know, there's always more we could do to get more eyes on it. But there's always the time, like, we're just a tough sell. Like, we're a tough selling sport. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I've been doing it forever. It but sucks. That, but Yeah. No, other than that, I, I enjoy the series and everything, so... Um, okay, 20 years old. Okay, this is when usually moms and dads are like, all right, buddy, uh, if you ain't winning, uh, we're not paying. Uh, you better get a fucking job and figure it out. Uh, but you obviously have great support with mom and dad and your uh, lovely sister who sacrifices her birthday every year. Um, but um, just talk to me a little about that because you are obviously your family is a big part of your, of your uh, every day in racing. Yeah, no, they've been a huge support. Um, a, a ton of sacrifices have gone into getting me to where I am today. And, yeah, without them, I mean, I wouldn't be here. So they've done a ton for me. And like you said, what you're getting at this age, and they're like, they're, the pressure's there to make something happen. And definitely after last year, I was kind of scratching my head. Like, I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen next year. Um, but Manlock came along and that was a huge blessing for us. So, I mean, it helped us out a ton this year. So we're just going to try to keep doing our best. And, um, yeah, because obviously you can only do it so long with yeah. not a great in income and mom and dad's money. So, I mean, if we can open some eyes, then great. And that's what we're going to try to do. But, again, Manlock's been a huge help. So at least it takes... A, a, a decent load off their shoulders, if you know. How did that uh, uh, good, good transition here? How did that happen? Were you just you were down at at K Dubs doing your thing, and they gave you a call, or you kind of you knew you talked to them in the fall? How did the whole manlock thing come together? Yeah, so we kind of started talking at Sandalee last year. Um, I had known 
Pat Shippett before. Right. Um, I mean, he's an Alberta guy and friends with JC Sites and all of them, so I knew of him. And I guess he got Frank to watch me uh, at Sandali, and which I, I wasn't aware of at the time. And then going into Deschambault, uh, we talked a little bit more, and Frank and Pat actually came over to our tent, and Frank introduced himself, and, and we talked a little bit. And uh, that transitioned into Walton, same thing, just, you know, keeping in touch. And then after that, it was, Frank had mentioned, you know, keep in touch, and, and that was that. So I didn't really know what that meant. And, and then the season was over, right? So I had gone, done my own thing, and then it was about, I'm going to say October, when um, Pat was actually informed that he was going to be team manager and, and we were kind of talking and he's like he's trying to figure some things out and back and forth and then I was actually at Minio's um, racing and my dad had fl uh, flown out and so he was there with me and it was about probably the last day right before racing and we we're in the hotel and him and my mom were on the phone and they're talking and they start speaking in Russian. Uh, our background's Russian, and I know something. I know they're talking about me. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, I, I understand when you guys switch to that. That's obviously obviously about me. So, so then my dad's like, I can't hold it in anymore. Um, we had a meeting. Frank flew out to Kelowna. We had a meeting, and you're going to be on the team next year. And so, yeah, I was stoked. I couldn't be more happy when I found that out. Yeah, it's a it's a cool environment over there right now. You know, they've obviously kind of brand new last couple of years. Pat's doing a great job. Obviously, Quinn and the gang over there are hilarious. They they give you guys an East Coast place to live uh, at the house if you want to train at Raglan. And then uh, Nick Collins a part of it. T. Parrot. Like, it's kind of a cool little super laid back family atmosphere. And I I think that's an attractive thing for you guys. Like you said earlier, it takes a little bit off your parents' plate, a little off your plate, and just allows you to kind of sort of be yourself and right now it, it seems like it's working because you're showing your skills on the track and the results are showing that yeah exactly i love the environment i mean everyone's super chill we get along super well we're we're all super alike like you know um just just having fun and stuff and like quinn and avery have said frank's built like a family environment which is awesome so everyone on the team's good like you said pat's doing a great job and and i'm super thankful for all of it and yeah it's just when you're in an environment like that, it makes everything fun. And then when you're having fun, that's when you ride the best. And, and that's what's kind of happening here. Yeah. Com hey, comfort is key. Anything comfortable always makes things work well, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Six motos to go here as far as the outdoors go. I don't know if you're going to be doing the indoor side of things. That's uh, down the road. But six motos to go. Um, do you got something that you need to check off your list of, like, want to achieve this year? Um, it's, I think the seventh is the best moto finish, correct? Or am I wrong? No, it is. Yeah. It is. So, I mean, a sixth or a fifth, I mean, I don't think you're not far off it, right? You're there. No, yeah, I, I definitely would love to check off a fifth. Like, I feel like if I can get a start and then, you know, we're all close and I could be right there. It's just, yeah, I want to, these last races, I want to just try and, you know, consistently be in the top 10 and, and finish the race where I feel like, I was at one point kind of thing, you know, like, like I said before, I was at in eighth or whatever, and then I dropped back, but I just, I don't want to have those setbacks and actually finish where I, 
where I am and, that, and, and where I work too because a lot of the times I'm working from the back. So if I can just, I got to focus on my starts these next races and yeah, goal is just overalls inside the top 10 and yeah, seven, eight or six, seven ideally and, and trying to reach that top five. Uh, I remember when I was 20 years old racing dirt bikes, I rode for Yamaha. I had a little bit of money. I was winning some races. Uh, all I wanted to do was chase chicks. What's your love life like? Uh, it's pretty dry right now, man. <laughs> it's pretty dry. It's, uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard having an actual relationship when you're doing this stuff. Well, I, 100%. You're on the road and you're like that. I wasn't sure if you were swiping right with your mom and dad traveling the road. No, I, yeah, it's a little hard being with my dad all summer. Yeah, understood there, understood there. Um, Moncton, do you like Moncton? I do. I love that track. Last year, um, last year was awesome. I mean, the track formed up really good, ruddy, the stuff that I like. So, no, I'm really excited to get back out there. All right, uh, I'll put you on the spot. Who's going to win the 450 class this weekend? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Dylan. It's pretty sure. He's hard to bet against. He's, he's, he's an animal. He's, he's been, he's been unreal. Yeah. It's hard to bet against him. Just, just did an awesome job last weekend. Um, so I think it's going to be another battle, but yeah, Dylan is just, just, He's good. <laughs> uh, lastly, before I let you go here, Zach, you guys are going to get on the road and start heading east. Uh, the Trutes train, Andy Trutes. Um, seems like yeah. a pretty comical guy under the tent. Uh, he's putting a butt patch on this weekend because of the nickname we've come up with on the podcast. Um, he seems like he's a, he's a pretty funny character. He is. Yeah, he's awesome to hang around. You know, he just, when he shows up to the rig, he, he's um, like a light, you know, he's just happy to see everyone and starts <laughs> cracking jokes. And, and that makes for a good environment. And we're all like that, you know, like Quinn comes in and, and Nick and Avery and everyone is. So it's just, it makes it fun when you get there because you know that you got a good group of people behind you. Did we come up with a good nickname with the Truths Train? Yeah, I like that. Patch is thick. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty you, guys, you guys put the little comment, the, the Truths Truths. Yeah, Truths Truths. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that made me laugh. Oh, well, a good talk here with Zach Ufumzef, not Ufumzef. Okay, for the last 20 years, I've been butchering that since he's 20 years old. Um, great chat here. <laughs> uh, a big shout out to Bristol Coachworks and um, callismoto.com. Uh, Make sure you use the code CMXU at checkout. Support our sponsors that support us so we can keep doing these things. Um, great chat, Zach. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, drive safe. We'll see you in oh, 24 hours ish i guess at the track and um yeah yeah man chill drive hard drive safe and and um we'll uh, we'll see you at riverglade sounds good see you then